The Sangha is invited to come back to our breathing so that the collective energy of mindfulness can bring us together as an organism, flowing as a river with no more separation. Let the whole Sangha breathe as one body, listen as one body, chant as one body, transcending the boundaries of delicious self, liberating us from the superiority complex, the inferiority complex and equality complex.
Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, November the 17th, 2013. We are in the still water meditation hall of the upper hamlet. And this is the first uh, Dhamma talk of the winter retreat 2013-2014. Many of us uh, want to rebuild uh, our health, mental health and physical health. Our society seems to be uh, not very healthy. Children also get sick. They suffer quite a lot because their parents uh, suffer also. Uh, health uh, retreats organized in Plum Village in the last uh, three, four years have been attended by so many people. And most of us uh, want to look for a way of healing. And several of us come to this winter retreat uh, hoping to heal themselves. We know that the practice of mindfulness can help us uh, heal. And mindfulness uh, is not uh, a means in order to uh, help the healing to uh, to, uh, to come, but mindfulness is the healing itself. And that is why when we practice uh, mindfulness, we, pra- we should practice in such a way that uh, every practice is, should, be, should be the healing itself. Suppose uh, you are breathing, you are practicing mindful breathing, You think that breathing will bring healing, but uh, you have to breathe in such a way that uh, every breath is healing itself. It's not a means, it's an end. And uh, if we uh, breathe in such a way that during the time of uh, our in-breath, we feel calm, we feel pleasant, and then the healing is there in the, during the time we breathe in. <coughs> and if you suffer and you have to make a lot of effort breathing in, that's not healing. And in-breath can be healing or not. It depends on, uh, on our way of, uh, of uh, breathing in. And uh, of course, uh, mindful breathing means um, while breathing in, we are mindful that is uh, our in-breath. And mindfulness is um, is the content of uh, our in-breath. It's called mindful breathing. 
we have a tendency to uh, to run. We have a, a habit of running, and this habit has been uh, may have been uh, transmitted to us by our parents or ancestors. We run because um, we are not comfortable in the here and the now. We are running to look for something to make us uh, happier. And behind that kind of uh, running there is a belief that happiness is not possible here and now. Therefore, we run into the future looking for some more conditions of happiness. And we run, but we do not know that we are running. Because uh, running has become a habit, a kind of energy pushing us. And when you breathe in mindfully, and if you cannot stop the running, and then your in-breath does not have the power to heal. So your in-breath has to be able to, uh, to stop you from running. You breathe in in such a way that your in-breath uh, becomes so pleasant and that you can stay with your in-breath. You breathe in in such a way that you find peace and happiness and joy in your in-breath. And if you really find uh, peace, joy, uh, happiness in your in-breath, then you can stop the running. But if you breathe in with the purpose, with the desire to to get something out of your in-breath, something like a health, uh, you are still running. So breathing is an art. You breathe in in such a way that your in-breath brings you peace, happiness, joy, and contentment. And that, that is the only way to to, to breathe so that you can, you can heal. And when you walk, you do the same thing. Walking meditation, mindful walking, is to help you to stop running. And if you walk with the idea, with the purpose to, uh, to do something, to achieve something, then you are still running. Uh, if you make a step, and if you are entirely satisfied with that uh, step, you find in that step joy, peace, happiness. They can nourish you, and that is healing, because you have been able to stop the running while you walk. So stopping the running is very important. But not because you want to stop that you can stop, no. The willingness to stop is not stopping yet. You should have some insight 
in order to be able to really stop. It's like uh, to relax. Every one of us know that uh, relaxation is very good. There is tension in our body, and the tension has been accumulated for a long time. And you want to release the tension. You have the desire, the willingness to release the tension. And you try to release tension, but you cannot release tension in your body. Because uh, the willingness to relax is not relaxation. You get to have some insight in order to be able to relax, to release the tension. And that is why mindfulness has to go with insight. Mindfulness is uh, the kind of energy that helps you to know what is going on. What is going on in your body? If there is a tension, you know there is a tension. If there is a pain, you know that there is a pain. And mindfulness can can uh, can help you see better, more deeply that you have a body, that this body uh, is a continuation of uh, the body of your father, your mother, your ancestors. And if you uh, keep your mindfulness alive, and then you become more and more concentrated. And if you are really concentrated, you begin to see things, you begin to have insight. And that kind of insight can really help you to get out of your uh, suffering, to get out of your uh, uh, illusion, and to help you to really stop. Because uh, mindfulness uh, is connected with concentration and insight. And if you practice mindfulness well, you get concentration and insight at the same time. Everyone will be uh, receiving a a sheet of paper that has the the names of the 51 mental formations. And uh, you are going to use that uh, sheet of paper throughout um, the retreat, 51 mental formations. Everyone will be given one, one copy. So uh, the first five uh, mental formations are called uh, universal. The five universal. They begin with uh, contact. 
follow with uh, attention and then uh, feelings, perception and volition. And then uh, after the five universal, you have a five particular. which begin with um, intention, determination, mindfulness, concentration, and insight. And we are talking about mindfulness which is one of the five particulars. When we speak of uh, mind, we speak of something big like a river, the river of the mind. But the river is always made of uh, drops of water. And these drops of water represent mental formations. and made mental formation are drops of water in the river of the mind. Our consciousness has at least uh, two parts, two parts. And uh, the lower part is called store consciousness. It has uh, it preserves many kinds of seeds here, like the soil, preserving many seeds. And uh, every time a seed is uh, touched and water, it manifests up here in the upper level of consciousness and becomes a mental formation. a mental formation. Uh, you have a seat of anger down here. And if the seat of anger slips quietly down there, you are okay. But if someone comes and says something, touching the seat of anger, and then that seat becomes a mental formation. Down here is called a seed. A bija. Also in Sanskrit. Chúng tớ in Chinese. And when it becomes a mental formation, It's called Chitta Samskara. Tamhan. Tamhan. Or Tamsa.
So mind is made of uh, mental formation. It's something called Jitasika. Jita. Sometimes called Jaitas. So the bija, the seat, is a kind of potential. You have a seat of anger in yourself. Every one of us has a seat of anger. But uh, scientists, even if they if they have very sophisticated uh, um, techniques, they cannot photograph uh, the seat of, uh, of of anger in you. They cannot locate that seat in your consciousness. They cannot uh, locate that seat in your brain. They cannot use the means of uh, imaging in order to uh, to point to 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 recognize the seat of anger. And you know that the seat of anger is in you. You are sure. And when that seat of anger slips calmly, you can laugh, you can have a good time. But that does not mean that the seat of anger is not in you. It has not manifested. It needs conditions in order to manifest. And even when they manifest, it's difficult to make a picture, to take a picture of it even in your brain. So you cannot locate the seat of, um, of anger in yourself. You don't know where it is, but you know it is there. If it was not there, then you can get angry. So the seat here is a potential of a mental formation. It's non-local. You cannot uh, 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 point to the locality where it is. And yet, it is there. Mm. So you have uh, 51 categories of seats down here. And there are those uh, who are good because they help you to be happy, to be generous, to be compassionate, to have joy. But there are unwholesome seeds down there, like the seed of anger, distress, fear, and so on. They are all there. It means... uh, in store consciousness. 
you have hell and you have paradise. Hell and paradise are not elsewhere in space and time. It is inside of you. Sometimes paradise manifests and you are happy. Sometimes hell manifests and you suffer. It's like a, a television set of uh, 51 channels and up to you to choose the channel. You can choose the paradise or you can choose uh, hell. You can choose to be a Buddha or you can choose to be an animal or a hungry ghost. Up to you. So that is uh, store consciousness. That's the foundation of everything. So you have a seat of mindfulness down here. Everyone has one. And in Bodhisattvas, Buddhas, uh, that seat of mindfulness is very uh, robust, very uh, strong. And when they need, uh, there's a lot of energy of mindfulness for them to, to be used to heal themselves and to help heal other people. We are told by, um, by the Bible that Jesus uh, has the power to heal. In that case, uh, he, should, uh, he must have a lot of mindfulness. Uh, in himself. So mindfulness, first of all, is the capacity, is the kind of energy that helps you to know what is going on. What is going on in your body. What is going on in your feelings? What is going on in your perceptions? And what is going on around you in the world? For happiness, uh, uh, mindfulness helps you to know what is going on. So when you practice mindful breathing, you recognize the closest thing that is going on, that is your in-breath. The clearest thing, the closest thing to you is your in-breath. Your mindful breathing means you are aware of your in-breath. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Uh, In-breath is going to, is is, uh, happening. You know that, you recognize that you are breathing in, there is an in-breath going on. Uh, That is mindfulness. But many of us uh, breathe in but do not know that they are breathing in. We are breathing in. That's not mindful breathing. But because you know that you are breathing in, that is why uh, you are practicing mindful breathing. And when you, pra- you are aware of your in-breath and you 
are very aware of your in-breath. It means you are, your, mind, your mind is only on your in-breath and on nothing else. It means that you have one-pointed mind. Your mind has only one object, your in-breath. So mindfulness begins to have a concentration because you are concentrating on your in-breath. Mindfulness carries within itself the energy of concentration. <coughs> so mindfulness and concentration, they go together. If you are very mindful, if you maintain your mindfulness longer, concentration begins to, to grow. And when mindfulness and concentration are powerful enough, you get the insight. And insight can be got very quickly. You don't need uh, a few hours or a month or a year. If there is mindfulness and concentration, insight continues to come. Suppose you are breathing in and you are so concentrated on your in-breath, and you know, ah, I am breathing in. And that is enlightenment already. I'm alive because I am breathing in. Because those who have died do not breathe in anymore. And since I am breathing in, I am alive. So I am still alive is, a, is an insight. And to be alive, to be still alive, is a wonder, is a miracle. And so your in-breath tells you that you are alive. And many people are there, but they don't remember that they are alive. They are wasting their life. They are not living their life. And mindfulness tells you that you are alive and you should enjoy the fact that you are alive. And that can bring joy. And that does not take a lot of time, maybe a few seconds. Your in-breath may take uh, three seconds or four seconds. And during that time you are so concentrated in your in-breath that the insight comes, ah, I am alive. I'm sitting here. I'm walking on this beautiful planet that is already inside. That insight brings joy. That insight has the power to, to liberate you from forgetfulness. Forgetfulness is what? Is the opposite of mindfulness. Mindfulness is written like this in Chinese. And if you analyze, you see two parts. And above means the present moment. And below means your mind. Your mind go home to the present moment. It means mindfulness. So when you breathe in mindfully, you bring your mind home to your body and you establish yourself in the present moment. And when you establish yourself in the present moment, you know what is going on. What is going on is that you are breathing in, that you have a body, that you are alive, 
So mindfulness, concentration, and insight can come in just three, four, five seconds. That is an example. Another example. You want to release the tension in your body. You know that there is a lot of tension in your body, and since you don't know how to release them, you do not feel peace and happiness. You feel under pressure all the time because you have a habit of running. And so while breathing in, you recognize the habit, energy of running in you. You can feel it. You can feel the habit of energy pushing you to run into the future. And if you have a chance to look deeply before, you see that uh, people are running after things like uh, wealth, fame, power, sensual pleasures, because they think that these things would bring them happiness. And you you may have um, got that idea also from people around you or from your parents, that without these uh, things you cannot be a happy person. And as you have the insight that um, there are many, many who are running after these uh, objects of craving. They do harm to their body. They get sick, physically and mentally. And those, even those who have got plenty of these uh, things, they are not happy people. There are many wealthy people, a lot of power, with a lot of power and fame, and yet they commit suicide. They are utterly lonely. So that kind of insight helps you to stop running. You stop running not because you want to stop running, and you can stop. You can stop running because you have some insight that the running does not lead you anywhere that can make you suffer. And only that kind of insight helps you to really stop. And then mindfulness with concentration will bring insight, and that is that insight that helps you to, to stop. And now you can release the tension in your body easily. Before you cannot release, because the habit of uh, habit energy of running still pushing you, and you are under the pressure of that habit. So you find it difficult to release the tension in your body. But with the insight that people are running, uh, do not get anywhere. And even if they, had, they got a lot of uh, things that they want, they still suffer. And only that kind of insight helps you to release stop. And now you can release the tension in your body much more easily. And you enjoy doing that. You enjoy 
breathing in, and then release the tension in your body. And if you breathe in like that and breathe out like that, your in-breath and your out-breath is the healing, uh, the healing itself. Every breath is healing. And when you practice walking meditation, it's the same. Uh, when you make a step, you know that you are not looking for something in the future. You are not willing to arrive anywhere. You just want to make a step and touch the wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. So making a step, you can stop the running. And you can you can get in touch with uh, Mother Earth, Father Sam, and the wonders of life. And if you can get in touch, you get the healing. Because, because nature has the power to heal and to nourish. If you don't heal, if you are not nourished because you don't allow nature to heal you and to nourish you, because you have been running, you do not allow your body and your mind be embraced by nature, by mother. So you don't get the healing. So when you make a step and you surrender to Mother Earth, you stop the running, you allow Mother Earth to embrace you, and then you get the healing during that, uh, that step. So healing is every breath. Healing is every step. And you have to learn how to breathe and to walk like that. know that the earth is not just the environment. The earth is ourselves. The earth is inside of self. And we are the earth. And the earth, Mother Earth has the power to heal and to, to nourish. But you do not allow nature, Mother Earth, to heal you, to nourish you, because you you are running, you are trying to look for something, and you abandon nature, you abandon Mother Earth. So mindful breathing, mindful walking is to go back to yourself, to Mother Earth, in order to get the healing that you need. Your body and your mind both have the power to heal themselves. But you do not allow them to heal themselves, because you put, you, you put both of them under pressure. Society is organized in such a way that creates a lot of uh, pressure on you. And you also follow that path. You don't know how to resist. And that is why 
you are sucked into it, you are pulled away by it, and you are not yourself. You, you, you cannot be uh, with the Mother Earth in order to have her uh, heal you or nourish you. So it's very, very important to stop running. And uh, the practice of mindful breathing and the practice of mindful walking is a very wonderful way to stop running and to allow nature to heal you. Remember, every breath is healing. Every step is healing. There is a mental formation A good man to formation. And the name of it is Ease. Khin An. Peace. Ease. Tranquility. And many ways to translate Prashabi. Uh, This is a good mental formation that you have, but it might not be strong enough in you because you have not been cultivating it. You have the capacity to be peaceful, at ease, calm, but we do not have the chance to practice in order to to cultivate more of that kind of energy. (coughs) Happiness cannot be without that mental formation. And uh, there are seven seven, uh, elements of enlightenment called uh, Thagyakji. And uh, ease is one of them the seven uh, factors of enlightenment, Thak Bồ Đề Phật. The seven factors of uh, enlightenment, and ease and peace is one of them. If you want to get enlightenment, you should cultivate uh, ease, peace. And with that peace, uh, with, without that, uh, that element, that mental formation, uh, the healing does not take place uh, easily. So cultivating peace is very important. And the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking can help you cultivate more peace. And there is another, there is another mental formation that is uh, of the opposite nature. That you have to deal with. That is uh, the mental formation called restlessness. You know what it is. 
้องคือคือ and you have a, a, a definition of restlessness in the Atasalini author is Buddha Gosha It has a mental excitement as characteristic. Cái tướng của nó là kích thích, like windows water. When there is a lot of wind, and then the water will not be um, uh, calm. Like a flag waving in the wind, and its function is uh, wavering, and its manifestation is like uh, scatter ashes struck by a stone, whirling, whirling, whirling. And restlessness prevents uh, our mind from applying uh, itself to uh, the good uh, mental formations. When we are restless, and then there is no chance for the good things to happen to us. And there are moments when we uh, we feel empty. Inside, you don't know how to handle the, the vacuum, the loneliness inside. There are moments when we don't know how to do with uh, the suffering, the despair inside. We try to look for something to to cover up. That loneliness inside. You are looking for something. You are longing for something. You go to check the email. We pick up a newspaper. We listen to the news. We are looking for something in order to forget uh, the loneliness, the suffering inside. Our body is restless. Restless. Our mind also is restless. We don't know what to do. We are not in the situation of concentration of mindfulness, and that is a unwholesome, negative mental formation. There is no peace when we sit. We sit, but we feel that it's like the fire, uh, burning charcoal uh, beneath us. We walk, but as we step on on fire, there is no peace when we walk. There is no peace when uh, we sit. Even if we try to lie down, yeah, no, there is no peace. So this is the lack of peace. Bất an, tạo cử bất an. Why tranquility is uh, peace? Is uh, peace? Restlessness is uh, 
no peace. And there are moments when you feel like that there is no peace. We don't know, we do not know what to do. We cannot walk peacefully. We cannot uh, sit peacefully. No position of the body, uh, no object of mind can help us uh, be peaceful. And that is uh, a mental formation that prevents the good things to happen. And there are ways in order to, uh, to, to help us to get some calm. We may try to, uh, to do something. We may take a refuge in the, in the work. We become workaholic. We work not because we want, we like to work. It's not because we want to have a lot of money. But working helps us to take refuge in order to calm down a little bit. Or we, we, go, we, we go to uh, watch, uh, to listen to some music. Uh, or we, uh, we, we turn on the television and uh, watch, pick up a newspaper to read some article in it, even if uh, there's no, nothing very interesting. We are doing these things to cover up, to take refuge, in order not to, to suffer the 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 lack of peace in us. Or we may go to learn English, or French, or Buddhism, and we can feel better, a little better, while we get uh, busy uh, doing these things. We may, we may try to do, uh, we, we, we get busy in the work, we comfort us that this work, uh, at least, is not is not doing any harm to anyone. Like to study, study is not something bad. So I'm studying in, in order to uh, to uh, to forget my my lack of peace, my restlessness. And even in the monastic community, there are few people like that in America and even in Plum Village. We believe that we are serving the Sangha by working very hard. But that is only a refuge in order not to feel that lonely, that restless in us. So we should not work in, in that kind of spirit because it can help us a little bit to calm down. But after the work, we feel the same, the restlessness, be, uh, uh, come back, comes back. So uh, many people uh, who are addicted uh, in the work uh, many children and adults uh, get themselves uh, stuck in uh, electronic games, 
because that that serve uh, as uh, a refuge for them to forget their loneliness, their restlessness for some time. And while uh, doing these things, uh, they get addicted to it. That the people in uh, um, who work uh, with uh, technology and they use uh, electronic devices uh, in order to to take refuge and become they become addicted to it. Addiction to the internet has become a kind of disease of our time. Uh, we go to the internet because we want to take refuge in something in order for us to forget for some time the loneliness, the restlessness in us. We want to survive and not to live. So you have to uh, to look deeply to see our real situation and the, the real roots of our ill-being. A rabbit can got into a hole in order to uh, be protected. But the rabbit cannot stay there for, for forever. A rabbit has to go out and look for, for food and things like that. So even in our meditation, our sitting meditation, we do like rabbits. We use a sitting meditation as uh, a place for refuge in order not to suffer too much from our restlessness and um, and uh, the lack of peace. Because after sitting meditation, we can go out and then we suffer again. That is why practicing breathing, sitting, is not, uh, is not the answer if you don't know how to really breathe and sit. You have to breathe, you have to walk, you have to sit in such a way that you get insight. Without the insight, you cannot heal yourself. You sh- so there are those who have capacity to enter into dhyana, they can be there for several days, but they only take refuge in the in the in the dhyana, in the tu thiền, tu vô sắc định, the fourth uh, dhyana and the fourth uh, um, arupa uh, arupa realm. But that is not the solution because when they get out of the the dhyana they suffer again. And that is why we, we should need the vipassana and not only samatha. Vipassana means looking deeply in order to get insight. Only insight can liberate you from, from afflictions like restlessness. So meditation is not... Uh, a refuge, a temporary refuge for you to stop suffering for a while. 
meditation should have the power to help you to transform the suffering in you. And in that case, uh, uh, mindfulness has to be, has to lead to insight, it has to lead to concentration and insight. So when we talk about mindfulness uh, in order to reduce uh, stress, we have to be very careful. Mindfulness cannot reduce uh, stress if mindfulness uh, does not provide us with insight. Because uh, even uh, the, we know that uh, uh, the intention to release uh, the, the tension is not enough. We want to release the tension, but we cannot release. Because we, we need the insight in order to release. We need to be able to stop running in order to be able to release truly. And that is why insight is so important. Our society is uh, caught in um, the conflict between uh, work and life. As you are so busy, as you work so much, you don't have the time to live. So the question uh, of many people is how to establish a balance between work and life. Because the work can take up all your life. And you might be addicted to the work. Not because, not just because you want to have a lot of money. Then you work like that. But because uh, you don't know how to handle the suffering in you, the loneliness in you, and that is why you take the work as a refuge. And the more and more you are addicted to the work. And that is true in the technology circle also. They are addicted to technology. And they ask uh, whether is it is possible for technology to help us to hear. So first of all, we have to be mindful when the energy of restlessness, the mental f- of formation of restlessness manifests itself, we have no peace. We have to know and to have to say hello to that mental formation. Hello, my restlessness. I know you are there. I will, I will, I will take good care of you. And then when you practice mindful breathing, you bring your mind home to your body. And when mind and body are together, you are establishing the here and the now. You know that uh, you get in touch, get in touch with life and all the wonders of life. And you know that uh, working so hard Investing all your time into the work will not allow you to have the time to live and to get in touch with the wonders of life for your healing and nourishment.
and that is your insight. Only with that insight that you can stop uh, going uh, in that direction, trying to take uh, the work as a refuge to forget for some time, for a while, the suffering in you. Because the present moment is wonderful. The present moment uh, is full of wonders. And you can enjoy, you can live deeply uh, every moment of your daily life. So when I was uh, ordained as uh, a novice, a novice monk, my teacher gave me uh, a book of uh, verses to learn by heart and to practice mindfulness. And the first uh, verse is, uh, waking up this morning, I smile. I know I have 24 brand new hours to live. I make the vow to live them deeply, fully. Every moment, every hour that is given me to live. And I will learn to look around at people with the eyes of compassion. And that is the first uh, verse. You memorize, and when you wake up, you breathe in with the first line, you breathe out with the second line, and you know. You have to live deeply every moment that is given you to live. And that is uh, the practice recommended to us. As a novice monk, you have to carry the water, you have to shop the wood, you have to cook uh, breakfast for the community, you have to do many things. But you do these things in such a way that you, that you enjoy every moment. <coughs> because in the Zen tradition, shopping the wood, carrying water, is Buddhism, is the practice. You have to be able to enjoy that. So there is no, no distinction anymore be, between working and living. And you work, you have to work, but you can enjoy carrying the water, shopping the wood, cooking the breakfast for your community, and you can be very alive during these kind of things. So when you drive your car to the workplace, you can drive in such a way that life is possible during the time of, of driving. And after you park your car, you walk into your office, you walk in such a way that every step has life. And when you receive uh, a guest, and then you can, you can make uh, the conversation encounter between you and the, the guest in such a way that life is possible, human relationship, Compassion is possible during the time you talk business. So life and work should be together. And it is possible if you train yourself to do so. So you don't say that I have to finish the work in order to begin to live. No. So walking from your parking lot to your workplace, you walk in such a way that every step 
is healing, every step is nourishing, every step is life. And that is the secret. There is no more distinction between working and living. And you can enjoy what you are doing as a worker. And you have to organize like that. And you have to help our society reorganize. Otherwise, you are losing our life. So the first, uh, the first uh, verse given to me as a novice monk is to wake up. Every morning there is a big gift brought to you by nature. 24 brand new hours. And you have to live 24 hours in such a way that you will not waste them. You live deeply. So when you brush your teeth in the morning, brush them in such a way that joy, peace, life is possible. You don't try to finish in order to do other things. Brushing your teeth may take three minutes or two. And you can learn how to brush your teeth in such a way that, that you, you cherish, you uh, value that time, because that is also life. You brush your teeth in such a way that there is a joy, happiness. Your contact with nature, with your body. You do not allow yourself the thinking to take you away from from the moment of tooth brushing. Even when you go to the toilet, urinating or defecating, you have to make these moments pleasant. Take the time to enjoy doing these things because they are the practice of the Dharma. You get to have the pleasure while urinating, the joy and the peace. And that is the problem of learning, uh, uh, training, training. And as a novice, we had to, to learn to do that. So when, as a novice, when you put on um, your rope, there is another verse for you to breathe in and out so that you are aware that what you are doing and you can do it with joy. You don't have to get in a hurry. And so in, in our time, people will say that, well, you do it so slowly and time is uh, money. <laughs> but time is not only money, time is life. Money is nothing compared to life. And you can live more simply and more deeply and happily. In Plumlege, many, um, all of us, <laughs> no one of us has uh, a private uh, house, a private car, a pri- no one of us has a salary. And yet, happiness is possible, brotherhood is possible. Sisterhood is possible. Good communication is possible. Joy is possible. And every day we have the time to sit together like this, to walk together and to eat together. 
and to share together. And yet we don't have a lot of money. We don't need a lot of money in order to, to do so. So we have to organize, reorganize our, our life. We have to reorganize our society. We have to really, we, we have to remove that kind of uh, pressure that society has on us. We have to resist your way of walking from the parking lot to your office is a way is a way of reacting. I don't accept. I do my way. And peace is every step. Joy is every step. And if there are many of us doing like that, society will change. So a step made in mindfulness, concentration and insight bring joy and happiness. And can deal each step like that is a, a measure, effective measure to deal with uh, the energy of restlessness that uh, that is in us. Because that uh, energy of restlessness pushes us to look for something to cover up our suffering our loneliness, our lack of peace. We have to observe and recognize our habit energy. When we see a newspaper, our tendency is to pick it up and read. Do we have the need to read a newspaper? There are those of us who watch the news every day. There are those of us who try to uh, check our email uh, several times a day. There are those of us uh, who cannot uh, stand doing nothing. We have to be doing something. We cannot afford to be doing nothing. We We should go somewhere. We cannot afford being here, and that is the, the the symptom of restlessness. We want to look for something to cover up our lack of peace, our suffering, our loneliness. Meanwhile, nature is there, life is there with all the wonders, and we don't have we do not have the power to go home to the here and the now in order to, uh, to get the nourishment and the healing that we need. There is a country where you can get the healing more easily, and that is the country of the present moment. You need a passport in order to go to that country, and that passport is the practice of mindful, mindfulness, of breathing and of walking. Every breath, and every step bring you home to the here and the now. And you find yourself in the country of the present moment. And if you know how to live each moment of the present moment deeply, you get the healing every moment, 
every minute, every second. Thầy does not have a telephone. He does not have a uh, individual uh, email address. And he survived very well. <laughs> if there is something important in the world, happening in the world, Thầy will know in a few days. He is not in a hurry to know. In this retreat, we will be learning uh, the teaching of uh, manifestation only. There is a school of Buddhism called the school of manifestation only. There is no creation, there is only manifestation. Because creation means from nothing, there is something. But manifestation means uh, uh, just manifestation. There is no birth, no death, no beginning, no end. And uh, this uh, winter retreat, we will look at the teaching with uh, critical eyes, and we will try to apply the teaching into our daily life. And uh, these mental formations that we speak of uh, this morning belong to the teaching of uh, manifestation only. You are not a creation. You are a wonderful manifestation. And if you end this manifestation, you uh, begin another manifestation. And every manifestation is a wonder. If you are not a flower, and then you are a bird. If you are not a bird, you will be a cloud. And every manifestation is a wonder. Don't worry. So we need, uh, in the beginning, the 30 verses of Vasubandhu in English, in Chinese, in Vietnamese, in Sanskrit. And then we need uh, the list of 51 uh, mental formations. And then other documents or uh, materials will come later on. Welcome to the winter retreat. Enjoy the Sangha, the winter retreat. And get the healing every moment of your daily life. There is nothing to do now, nowhere to go. We are very lucky.